With festivals and arts events dropping like flies at the moment, it's a minor miracle when any New Zealand event makes it to the finish line. But the New Zealand Fringe Festival does minor miracles all the time. For 32 years now, the Wellington-based Fringe has turned into a powerhouse open-access arts festival. And the new artist and venue manager is Tom Noble, who's our guest on the Laugh Track. Kia ora, Tom. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Oh, no worries, Lynn. Kia ora to you. How are you? I am very well, very excited about the the Fringe. Uh, but look, I want to talk about you first of all. Manager sounds, I don't know, a little formal for something like the Fringe, but clearly there's a lot of juggling and logistics and organising. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, behind the scenes of the festival world um, isn't quite as glamorous <laughs> as as the front end. Um, all of the emails to juggle and all of the um, cats to wrangle, but we love it. It's loads of fun and you get to meet so many amazing people. It's great. Well, I would have said those logistical hurdles or opportunities, you'd never have had as many as in the age of COVID. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. There's with, with the festival, even outside of COVID mode, there are so many you know, balls in the air, things to juggle and timelines to match up. But in the age of a pandemic, even more things, but particularly in terms of health and safety. And, and the main thing is just making sure that our artists are happy and healthy and looking after themselves and their audiences. Well, I mean, with so many um, arts events cancelling left, right and centre and quite a few also delaying in the hope that within a few months it'll be possible. How has the Fringe here in Wellington managed to stay afloat? Uh, well, it's in a slightly different setup to how a lot of other festivals go. Uh, because Fringe operates venue by venue, there tends to be a little bit more flexibility in terms of what can happen within the framework of it. Because they're operating in venues that generally operate at less than 100 capacity, and, there were, and these venues have been operating in and out of the various levels and have great experience at it. Um, they've been able to prepare for where we're at at the moment. So with social distancing practices and with scanning and all the regulations that can happen, and they're on, they're on top of it. And with our artists, really from the get-go, we've been encouraging them to, to plan and to be ready for these conditions and to be ready for these restrictions. And today you're featuring some of the artists who are in the festival. Uh, Tom, first up, something wonderfully bizarre called Audio Tarot. Who's behind this and what is it? Oh, my gosh. This is so great. This is a clip from a show called Juniper Wild, Wild Night In. Um, It's actually going to be an online event. So it featured in Melbourne Fringe last year. It's a character piece. It's a comedy work. It's super weird. It's by an artist called Alex Hines, and the show features her and then her slow breakdown into complete madness. My microwave is actually in my bathroom, so I'm going to take this very hot dish into the toilet, and you talk amongst yourselves. Or better yet, give me a call, 1-800-JUNIPER. Of course, if I don't answer, it's because I'm in the toilet, cooking my food. (laughs) I'm going to show you how to pass some time while you're all alone and your clit's sore. One thing I like to do to pass the time is tarot. First things first, clear your energy. Then manifest. What do you want to know from the pack of tarot? 
I'm gonna ask the tarot what will become of tonight. Oh, the death card. This is a great card. It means new beginnings. Sometimes you might want more details. So I'll say, say more tarot. Okay, it's the devil card and it's facing me. Might just pop the deck away. Don't forget, call me anytime on 1-800-JUNIPER. But while we're waiting, let's play Flamethrower. It's my favorite game. Now make sure you have safety equipment. You can play this game with any flammable material, as long as it's in an aerosol. I'm using Lynx Africa because it smells like Africans and Simba is so hot. So you take your lighter and your aerosol. Now just be careful, goggles on. Make sure that nothing's in your path. I'm gonna be honest, I can't see a f***ing thing right now. Hold your lighter up and away you go. Uh, hold your lighter up and away you go. God, come make it. So, so fringe. That's audio, well, I say tarot, and she says tarot. Tom, I was just thinking about for the fringe, the fact you're able to make it happen as scheduled. Uh, you and Vanessa, the Fringe Festival director, must be hearing from artists who are just so relieved and pleased to be able to perform, you know, partly, of course, financially, although it'll be harder with the smaller audiences, but just kind of that, that need to perform. I've been speaking to so many artists who haven't been on stage for months and months and it doesn't feel right to them. I know. it's, it's They're really finding that line between having all this pent-up creativity and all these things they want to express and put out there that they've been working on for so long and then balancing that against the pressure that they're under to make sure that they are safe. What's great is that a lot of them have been performing throughout the year and doing little bits and pieces so they've gotten used to it and it's almost become second nature to, to work within the restrictions. For Fringe newbies I think one of the main distinctions of Fringe is that it's open access but how open? I mean can, can anyone say put their hand up and go I want to be in the program? Oh yeah absolutely. Uh, Fringe is super duper open access. Anyone who's got an idea, has a creative concept they want to play out, has thought they were funny at any point in their life, wants to get up and do a show, they absolutely can. Um, all they have to do is register. I thought there was a nice quote actually in the handout about what the aim of a Fringe Festival is, which was quite simply bringing communities together to laugh. And I thought now more than ever, that's actually a, a lovely and important thought. Oh my gosh, yes. It's so important. It's so important. There's so much tension in the world and there's so much grey area and so much anxiety. Finding an equaliser like theatre or finding an equaliser like comedy and being at a laugh is so, so important. And it's really, it's really great, actually. I've worked across festivals for the last seven, eight years and going to events at the moment when you see people laughing, they tend to be laughing harder. It's intense, like they're laughing out of some sheer relief and just getting even more stuck into it. You're hearing some really wild laughs coming out. It's the best. Your next um, clip for us is from Trent H. Bauman. Uh, would you like to introduce us to Trent? Oh, sure. He is an amazing, internationally acclaimed comic, performed all over the world, all through Fringes, has a big reputation, 
but you'll get to hear some amazing, pretty intense dad joke work from, um, from Trent Bowman, AKA Birdman. I've been trying to find ways to chill out. I wanted to be born again, though my mother wasn't interested. <laughs> Then, I bought a book on feng shui, though I didn't know where to put it. <laughs> and then I thought I'd try acupuncture, but I couldn't deal with the thought of thinking somewhere. There's a tiny little doll that looks exactly like me in considerable agony. <laughs> I then found a motivational verse that said, never be afraid to be yourself. Signed, Anonymous. <laughs> Trent H. Bowman, <laughs> a.k.a. Birdman there. I'm, talk I'm talking with the artist and venue manager of the New Zealand Fringe, Tom Noble. Um, Tom, your CV is impressively diverse, I'd have to say. Producer, manager, comedy host, photographer. Do you need all those skills for your current job? <laughs> uh, it comes in handy. Yeah, it really comes in handy. I think one of... Um, the handiest things about kind of working in arts administration is having a background as an artist as well. Uh, and I love performing, I love performing forever and have a creative skill set. And it very much comes in handy when you want to be able to have a good conversation with an artist and be able to talk to them at a level that only really other artists can understand. It's a tricky world out there and it's a tricky thing to get your head around and to be able to fully empathize with. So. Having an arts background is definitely helpful. Photography is a new, a new one I'm beginning into, but is a lot of fun. You've spent a lot of time in Melbourne, and of course such a fantastic cultural city there, full of festivals, comedy, film, fringe, and jazz festivals. What did you learn from your time in Melbourne? Diversity is the key zone behind everything, but particularly within a festival, and that's why arts festivals and particularly fringe festivals are so great. You really get a slice of being able to see a whole lot of different perspectives and a lot of different angles and a lot of different life experiences from all around the world. Um, and Melbourne, just like Wellington actually, is really good at bringing out those perspectives and bringing out those voices because it is just so culturally diverse. In many ways you could say, Tom, I think that live physical performance is a universal language, unlike I don't know, say Scottish, because you've picked a man we think might be the most Scottish comedian we've ever heard. And, that's, <laughs> and we're talking about, you know, Billy Connolly here as well. This is Ryan <laughs> McGee. So failing subtitles, can you give us a hint about what he's talking about? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so Ryan McGee, he's great. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, he's a, yeah, he's a Scottish comic who's been living in New Zealand for a little while, um, but he shares his experience in this clip about going bungee jumping. So, and you guys in health and safety, you're a bit plazy, right? So I got there and uh, you get to the thing and they try not to like, think about it too much, right? So I get there and the guy, the jump master, who's about 20, goes, yeah, right, right, he's Scottish, right, man, there's just pants, ready, right, jump! I know, I've got some questions. <laughs> I thought on the video, you can see me sat down like, uh, what about the rebound and there's dance music on and him and the other girl are like Have you two been to bed? <laughs> jump, jump! And I was like, okay, I've just got a question. Like, when I jump, uh, 
I, it's like, what about the rebound? He bounced back up. Ryan, overthinking it. It's my job to keep you safe, man. It's my job. My job is when you go down. Just jump. I was like, you know, like, so I was telling people at work about this, and they introduced me to a new Kiwi thing. That raro, that powder you put in water. Yeah, so this guy apparently looks like, on the video, like one of those kids in high school that sniffed that stuff. <laughs> That's Ryan McGee. I'm pretty sure we've got him coming up on the laugh track, so that's good practice for these Scottish brogue. Uh, Tom, what are fringe audiences like? I mean, are they quiet and respectful, or do they just really like to join in? It's a full mixed bag. I think the great thing about fringe audiences is that they like to take a chance. They know that fringe isn't necessarily going to be the crazy, huge, polished... $30 $30 million production value arts experience. They know that it's artists often doing things for the first time. So they'll get stuck in and they'll give things a go and they'll put, they'll, they'll put their money towards um, supporting the newbies, which is amazing. Um, they are respectful. They'll listen. They'll get stuck in. Here is the hardest question of the afternoon for you, Tom. Do you have a particular favourite that you are looking forward to seeing. It might be it might be a show that you've just read about and heard about and not seen. But can you can you pick the moment that you are most excited about? Oh uh, well, it is actually. I would say it would be. Oh my gosh, well, they were my favourites. They were my babies. One that I'm particularly looking forward to would be the last clip that was coming up. Um, it is Spitz and Crumple, um, who are Liz Butler and Ben Jardine, who just these these amazing improvisers. The improv scene in Wellington is huge. People love it. It's been running for years and years and years. And Liz and Ben are two of the big headlines kind of in in improv comedy and in sketch comedy in Wellington. And they've created these characters called Spitz and Crumple, who are these old Hollywood lounge singers. And they're just so beautifully weird and it's so eccentric and so funny and everything they're doing is is improvised and and built and based within the world of these characters. Uh, so they're, they're absolutely well worth seeing. They're great singers, particularly Liz. Tom Noble, thank you so much for coming along. Great to talk to you. Oh, great to talk to you too, Lynn. And best of luck, the New Zealand Fringe Festival will feature a record-breaking 200-plus events across 37 different venues around the greater Wellington region, starting on the 18th of February, not long to wait, till the 12th of March, 2022. And here are Spitz and Crumple. Hi there, I'm Barney Crumple. And I'm Eleanor Spitz. And we are Hollywood, Florida's... Spitz and Crumple. Lounge music duo. <laughs> Hey, say, Eleanor. Yes, Barney? Isn't it a little hot today? Oh, it's hot, hot, hot. Remember when the sweat trickles down my face and I get all prickly? Oh, I know your prickles, Eleanor. I know them better than anyone. Sometimes it happens because of a heat wave. A heat wave? Oh, heat wave. Oh, heat wave. That reminds me of our 1976 ditty. Heat wave, water, water. And it goes a little something like this. Splish splash on the dashboard. Splish splash. Ooh, I'm getting hot in this car. Wind down the window. I can't believe 
drip, 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 drip. Water, water, water. Oh, drip, 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 drip. Well, this reminds me of that one time we were out in Tucson, Arizona. Do you remember that, I don't know? Oh, the desert! That's right. And it was a hot, hot day. And you remember what you said to me? I said, hey, my feet are hurting on the pavement. I don't want to wear shoes. So I gave you those little dog booties, and you put on those little dog booties and walked around Tucson, Arizona. I have such small feet. And we got a little bottle of water. And do you remember what we said when we drank that little bottle of water? I remember like it was yesterday. I said, ooh, this takes the pain away. I could drink a gallon of you. Oh, Eleanor. Oh, I water, could drink a gallon water. of you. Spits and Crumble, the final choice of today's Laugh Track guest, Tom Noble. His other picks were Trent H. Bauman, Audio Tarot, and Ryan McGee, who will be our guest on the Laugh Track next Sunday.